4: I'm having weird tummy problems. I just am. And now I'm overthinking it because of Pony having to bail out on his show the other day because he got the tummy troubles. And I don't know now that if I'm actually feeling sick or if it's in my head. I'm a total mess. I said I'm going to try to distract myself and not think about it, but I can't. I'm incapable of that.
2: You're looking red. You're sweating. I'm
4: sweating bullets here. I don't know if it's because I've, I'm have i having a, a pseudo-panic attack or if I'm really going to have it come out of both ends. And I don't want to give too much information, but I was constipated yesterday, so that could be it. Now, maybe the floodgates have opened. I don't know. But joining us in the Fan Hotline is Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette. Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing, and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm doing great, Crowley. It sounds like I'm doing better than you, buddy. Yeah, no one would ever be able to survive inside my own head besides me. Like, Starkey would have a shot because he has to live in his own head. But I could be making a mountain out of a molehill here, or I could be dying. Nobody knows. Should we move on? (laughs) Sure, it sounds good. I'm going to root for the former, though. Yeah, me too, buddy. Uh, We don't want to lose you yet. So, inexplicably, the game yesterday was not on TV, the game yesterday was not on the radio. You could hear it on Pirates.com. But I've seen nothing but snippets from people like you, Jason, and from the Pirates themselves. So tell us what you laid your two eyes on yesterday in Paul Skeen's spring training debut.
1: I saw the best pitching performance out of anybody this spring. I'm not sure I'm breaking any news there. Um, it was electric. I mean, dude's throwing 102. Um, that's obviously very good, 10 pitches, hundred or more. Henry Davis's home run was a thing of beauty too. It's a swing that we've seen a lot down here. To me, that was the biggest takeaway. Those two guys just absolutely dominating. And I, I hate that it wasn't on too, man. I, I just I thought MLB missed the boat there, and Big they're time. so wrapped up in this like spring breakout thing, which is great. I mean, I'm all for promoting the best young players in your game. I'm not saying anything negative about that, but like, man, put on a camera two hmm. cameras it doesn't have to be a full-blown broad do something put it on mlb network but anyway that's that's probably an aside i don't want to take away from the players but i Skeens was just <laughs> i've watched a lot of minor leaguers throw he does not look like a minor leaguer when he throws at all
2: could you see them using this opportunity and there's a lot of discussion with henry davis starting off in AAA. a could you see them using that as an opportunity to uh, have he and Paul Skeens grow together and then come up at the same time, and them hit their stride uh, in Major League Baseball at the at the you know whenever they get up to the to the majors uh, at the same time? Could you see them doing something like that, or is this just something that to to push Henry Davis into uh, getting better throughout the spring training?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing it, but not for the reasons you outlined, Doran. I mean, I I, I do worry this is like what they want or what they think or what they expect or whatever. And that, that being Skeens and Henry Davis in the minor leagues, you know, and I, I think it might be surrounded by, or their intent is development. But I think you also need to go into such things with the idea that players may just tell you something different and and that's what they say, not what they do. Um, Yeah, they can grow together. I think that there's something to be said for that, but at the same time, like, you know, Skeens doesn't need that. Henry doesn't need that. They've been working out together at Pirate City all winter. They're already very close. They understand what's at stake here. They want to be a part of it. And I think it's foolish. Again, if this continues, I I wrote this this morning that, you know, if this continues to me, there's no other thing you do, but you put them on the team. Now you got to see the next few weeks play out. Skeens has to pitch a lot more. Henry has to catch and hit a lot more. And if they don't do that well enough, then you adjust. And that's perfectly understandable. But, I, I look at I look at the Pirates right now and I've heard a lot about how they need to take more steps and they want to win and winning is important and everything that they've said. Okay, well, if that's important, you need to put the best guys you have out there on the field. And what I saw yesterday were two guys that deserve to be out on the field.
4: Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette, joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. It's 8.06. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. You don't got to be a baseball savant to see that all these other starting pitchers, Jason, were given two innings and Paul Skeens is given one. So I'm guessing they're going to have an innings limit for him this year. What's your best educated guess on what that might be? Oh, man. Um, he threw
1: 120-something last year. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it can't be below 100. I wouldn't imagine. I mean, they're going to say that those innings at the major league level are different. A lot of times you talk about like a 20-inning jump. So can Skeens go from – I'm going to say one twenty seven I don't know the exact number. can he go to one twenty seven to one forty seven that seems aggressive um or se- I shouldn't say it seems aggressive seems like something they might not do, but you know i i would hope we can at least get to one twenty right i mean but yes you're you're right about the ten pitches, the innings limit, the conservative usage, and I mean in their defense, the nationals did that with Strasbourg. teams do that with guys all the time. I hate it. I think Skeen's is going to hate it, but i I'm not going to be shocked if it happens. I just it's hard to say an exact number because we're talking college innings to pro innings.
3: See, Jason,
2: I I love this time of year because, you know, you get opportunities to see new faces. And for myself personally, I love going on to pit practice during spring ball and watching practice and seeing that one guy like, wow, that kid's pretty good. Wow, this kid is, you know, is, is putting together something pretty nice. You know, where's this kid from looking around? And you're like, oh, man, he has a chance. You know, for you, you get to see it, you know, day in and really day out down in spring training. And whenever you saw Tamar Johnson the other day, what was your initial reaction?
1: Oh, boy. Um, very impressed, number one. Uh, one beauty, though, I would I would argue with baseball, maybe over college football or NFL football. I mean, you see them a lot. Like, I like getting out to minor league facilities. You see that in our coverage. You see them. You know, I, I had seen Tamar Johnson quite a bit leading up to that. But I've. it's like Tamar Johnson grew up so much in two swings. Um, and it's, it's a tough thing for a 19-year-old to be in big league camp and you know, he looked a little tentative at times, and then it like all came out. I don't know what happened. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's just in there, and he got comfortable and got a good swing on a ball and got some confidence out of it, and that's awesome, and he's been riding that. But it looked like that game in Dunedin really pushed him forward quite a bit. I mean, he, he already, I was watching him yesterday in Sarasota, and he, he looks like, you know, just a, a more confident guy, not a different player or anything like that, just, you know, all of us what we were at 19 and, and feeling a little bit more at ease around older people. Um, but I just, I've, I've seen his swing for a number of years. And so seeing that happen and seeing the ball go and seeing what he can do to a baseball, that part of it didn't surprise me. It's just the other stuff and seeing a kid very quickly start to like grow into himself and, and feel confident and feel a part of this thing. That was the neatest thing for me.
4: Fan Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing, Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette, joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. I saw you ask Derek Shelton about Yasmani Grandal and the Pirates' catching position, and it didn't seem like they really want him to catch 100 games because he's 35, Jason. At least that's the way I read it. And so that means your number 2 catcher is going to get a bunch of games, 60 games, 70 games, something like that. Well, why would there be a problem... Given that Andy Rodriguez was probably going to be your everyday catcher this year, why should anybody have a problem? Why should they have a problem with Grandall getting 90, Henry Davis getting 70, and then you find a way to get him in the lineup at DH and right field from time to time? Like, what? Why wouldn't they do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd even argue that it deserves to be flipped. Um, you know, give Henry 90
4: and give Grandall. Yeah, I guess that could be the bigger problem the Pirates fans might have. Yeah. But
1: I mean, yes. And, and I didn't like the answer again from Shelton. Like I, it, they keep dancing around this topic. And that's why I tried to ask Shelton that because I wanted to see what he would say. Like they won't explicitly say that Grandall is the starter at the same time. He referred to the position that Davis, Jason delay and others are competing for as the C2 spot. You know, I mean, just like hockey, just like anything else. C2 means backup second, whatever, uh, so are you really going to tell me that they're going to start Yasmani Grandal over this version of Henry Davis? I, I can't believe it.
4: I Have really you can't. noticed I, anything with his catching that would make you go, oh, boy, this guy doesn't belong, Jason? Who's that, Davis? Yeah. Not a thing. Not a thing at all. It looks fine. What are they not seeing in him then?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I would say is just sample size. It's been so, yeah. so, so brief. And that part of it, I understand from their perspective, you know, but yes, what I've seen so far, Adam, there's nothing that says he doesn't belong. It, maybe it, it blows up in two weeks. I don't know. I, maybe we see more and he really struggles. I don't know. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that Henry Davis is going to stop hitting. And I understand the pirates wanting to take a cautious approach. I just don't understand what's so hard about saying like, look, we don't know. You know, we signed Grandall, He's a major leaguer. Um, you know, he's going to be on the team, but we have to figure out what the other part is, you know, and they can explicitly say like, look, we, we like Henry, we realize the potential. He just hasn't caught much. So we want to see him catch and we want to make sure he's okay. We're not going to, you know, learn that in a week. So we'll figure it out But they, you know, the answers are just odd and they lead people to speculate like Charrington, what he said on TV, Shelton, what he said yesterday, like, you know, it just kind of scares the daylights out of people. And I don't think it's
2: necessary.
4: Last thing here for you, Jason, there's three guys that I kind of put in the same bucket. That's Quinn Priester, uh, Luis Ortiz, and Rowanzi Contreras. Each have had a turn through so far. Uh, What have you liked out of those guys? Uh, What have each of them or one of them kind of left you wanting more?
1: Yeah, um, and those are really two important guys, Adam. I I don't know what's going to happen with them, but the Pirates need, I would say, at least one of them, preferably two of them, to earn jobs. What I've really liked out of Quinn is his slider cutter. I don't know what like we were, we were debating with him, what you call it. Um, he wants to call it a slider. It's more, uh, see, I can't say that. I probably can't. I probably can't either. I'm going to hit the
4: button.
1: All right. I hit the button. (laughs) All right. Uh, I mean, that's probably what I'd call it if I was allowed. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. What I didn't like is his velocity. It's still like 92, 93. I'd prefer it 94, 95. So we'll see it's early. If that picks up, that's, important i'd liked Rowanzi's velocity he had a problem with that and that's there's life back on his fastball he's 94 95 he might have touched 96 that's been there and fantastic um i didn't like the inconsistency of his curveball if Rowanzi's just a fastball slider guy people tend to sit on that yeah in his curveball and change up haven't been good enough and so you saw him you know get ahead of some guys but just not be able to put him away that was a mitch keller problem once upon a time. So it's a a familiar familiar thing, but the better he executes those pitches, the more success he'll have.
4: Jason, this was delightful. Thank you for jumping on. And yes, I am feeling better. Thank you for asking.
1: All right. I hope your tummy troubles stop, Mm. sir. Good to talk to you guys. You too, buddy. Thanks, Jason. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always
4: building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023.